space. What endless mystery. Look at it. Wow. Who do dare uncover its secrets? The brave crew of the starship Cavalier do dare to scout the heavens, to see some moons, to take a dangerous galaxy trip. This is the true story of them that voyage among, oh, these, those stars of space. Tonight's episode is Little Help Starring Christopher Hastings as Dr. Dewey Carly Minardo as Katya Bushnikova Taylor Moore as Legs Loveless and Joe Lepore as Everything and Everyone Else Log space date one nine one seven one one zero seven dot F. It is what Vanguard considers Tuesday, so naturally the Polaron inverter is out of flux in the lower hyperwarp ring. Sometimes I wonder how this ship ever got out of space dock without me. And to top it all off, deflector dish is down for maintenance. I would take care of that in what some people would call a GIF. But Mitzi insists I see a doctor for this unrelenting itch I have in my ear. In Astro-Soviet Collective, I would simply put this off until death. But Mitzi is not taking no for an answer. Oh well, I hope we don't all die of radiation poisoning when the ship is bombarded by a rogue wave of cosmic rays because I took 30 minutes to see the doctor. Then Mitzi would have egg all over her face. We find ourselves in the office of the CSS Cavalier's ear, nose, and throat doctor, Dr. Thomas Dewey. Dr. Dewey's office is a little bit cluttered. He likes to do things the old-fashioned way, and he prints out reams and reams of paper instead of looking at data pads and um, glow screens. And uh, it's scattered about. Uh, Let's see. On his desk, he keeps a Merryworth comic strip a day calendar. Mary Worth still going. Absolutely. <laughs> we cut to a distant planet. Lightning crackles on some alien world. We see a lone monastery. <laughs> High on a precipice over an ocean. Little blue aliens sit at, at rows upon rows of desks. <laughs> and and what are they writing at at each of their desks in this in this massive extraterrestrial scriptorium? Why? Mary's thinking about inviting her new neighbor over for lunch, but he seems like a bit of a loner. (laughs) Oh, God, I can't wait to see what happens on Wednesday. But no, don't flip too soon. We'll find about the loner later. Katya is seated at a stool next to Dr. Dewey's desk. It's, you know, I could easily endure this, and worse, by the way, and have, by the way, but... 
you know, Mitzi, she it, she is worse than itching ear. She is she is noise in ear that does not die. Yes, I understand why you would feel ashamed to come to me. Illness can be a sign of a moral or physical weakness that uh, people wish to hide. But that's why we come here and we drive it out. Well, why don't we get you on a table that is soft and covered in paper? And um, I'll take a look with, um, you know, my doctor stuff. Um, Katya hops up on the table and it takes effort and concentration to pull back her um, incredibly floofy, wiry hair. Dr. Dewey uh, is on a, a wheeled stool and he scoots himself across the room to a series of drawers. Uh, he opens one up and he pulls out like what looks to be like a little uh, a shiny gun that has um, fun little uh, various wires and crystal diode attachments to it. And he says, now this looks like a vaser, but don't worry. I'm not going to shoot your ears and brains out. It's just my pulse signature beryllium endoscope. And I would remind you that I have endured worse and could easily survive a shot point blank to my ear. Well, then terrific. You won't mind when this shoots out electrogel into your eardrum. All right, so I'm going to put as a nozzle up to your ear canal. I'm ready. Press the trigger and it releases a goo that coats the entirety of the inside of your ear, pressing up against the eardrum, filling every tiny bit of it, and then releasing the tingle of electricity. Chris, is this goo uh, hot or cold? It's cold. Katja has like a full body shiver. Yes, you see now, what I do is I hook up the psychoempathic brain control nodes with the crystal modules to my eyeballs, and I can see a full 3D picture of the inside of your, of your, of your ear hole. Oh, it is not so different from how I invert the tertiary veratron frequency. <laughs> I've heard that so many times. <laughs> uh, this is your specialty? Yeah. You're a uh, you're a dang doctor. You're a dang ENT doctor, and mm-hmm. you're doing ENT stuff. So I'm going to say make three lasers rolls. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, Dewey's score is a five. Mm-hmm. I rolled a one, a five, and a five. Wow. Double laser feelings and a success. And a success. Uh, Just a normal success. Uh, do you want to ask me any questions? I want to know what's in her ear. <laughs> What's wrong with her? That's a great question. That's a Which great is why I'm question. using this device in the first place. This device has incredible powers of magnification, and you are zoomed right into that ear. This is what you live for, Dr. Dewey. You're getting in. You're, it's, like you're, it's like you're walking around inside that body cavity, you know? It's like you're right there. And, well, that's weird. Huh. You didn't expect to see that, of all things, in Katya's ear? Why, that doesn't make much sense at all. And just as you are about to pull your eye away and say as much, someone barges in the room. Hey, Dr. Dewey. (laughs) Check it out. I finally figured out what that thing was up my nose. I got it out. Look at it. It's a bean. It's a single bean, and it's even sprouted a little bit. Have you ever seen anything like this? Unbelievable. Legs, this is confidential patient doctor zone right now. 
Sorry I don't speak common down to the Astrosovia Collective. I'm just here to drop by and tell my friend Dr. Thomas Dewey, the ear, nose, and throat doctor, what I found in my nose today. Yep, that's me. Ships pilots, legs loveless. Uh, legs, of course, has the hair of someone who's guesting on an episode of Fantasy Island uh, in 1977 and is supposed to be a college senior hunk. Uh, and he's gotten his uh, concilium issue Vanguard uniform top with the sleeves ripped off, cut down the middle to make a dashing vest that is hangs open mostly to reveal a hairy chest with a bouncing metal medallion on it. He's cool, he's collected and you feel like he'd rather be nowhere else but anywhere he is right now <laughs> can you believe it a single bean and this is the crazy thing i don't remember eating any beans legs as much as i would love to talk about weird beans that you've crammed up your nose in mysterious circumstances cut yes right this is a delicate, confidential scenario where I cannot reveal to anyone but Katya that she mysteriously has a tiny shoe inside of her ear. You got a shoe in your ear? I have a shoe in my ear? Oh, you told, you told, oh, you swore. Legs, get out! This shoe is not for your legs. Hey, look, in for a penny, in for a pound. I already heard about that weird shoe in your ear. You heard about my weird nose bean. I think we're tit for tat, Bushnikova. Do not talk about tit-tats with me. Joe, can you tell me a, 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 some more details about that shoe? Yeah, you, you got laser feelings. Um, it's a, it, was a, it was a black leather shoe, mm -hmm. a woman's shoe with a little bit of a heel, like a, like a boot. Got it. Okay. Um, it's with laces, a laced black leather boot with a heel. Untied? Untied. Okay, good. You even got so much detail from you know, the power of your scope that you could tell that it's even a little scuffed. This is a well-worn shoe. Interesting. Interesting. This isn't a, this isn't a recently polished shoe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is a used shoe. In an ear. What a show. <laughs> well, excuse me, comrade. I thought you Astro-Soviets were into sharing everything. That is gross misinterpretation and oversimplification of a pristine and Perfectly run system. Thank you That's very much. That's not gross. This is gross. Look at the bean I pulled out of my nose. Katja looks Look at, at the it. Bean. Neither of you are looking at it. <laughs> Katja looks at the bean. It's gross. It's been there for maybe a week. It sprouted a little bit. And it's still wet from when he pulled it out. I think you should put it back in there. No, legs, don't do that. Take my advice as a medical expert. Don't put it back in. However, congratulations. Successfully pulling off your own surgery in your nose uh, would have gotten you through my medical school. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't surgery. I was just brushing my teeth and I brushed too deep and I gagged and I choked a little bit and it shot out into the sink. So what's this about a boot in your ear? I will take the questions and give them to Dr. Dewey. <laughs> is, is Legs just like taking a seat at this point? <laughs> yes, yes. Legs has pulled up a stool and somehow, even though it is a round 360 degree symmetrical seat, he's you can tell he's sitting in it backwards. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he found the back of the round stool. <laughs> Has uh, has Dr. Dewey extract? He hasn't extracted this, has he? No, it's still in there. Take another look. Is there a little woman running around without shoe in there? An interesting question. Dewey reactivates his cybernetic crystal mollusks that allow him to view the inside of Katya's skull. Let's probe deeper. 
Yeah, let's do Probe Deeper. And Legs grabs the scope and looks at himself. Legs, what you feel when you do that is a tiny, a ton of tiny, like, nanoparticle strings that enter your eye through your pupil, attaching to, like, your brain. <laughs> oh, that's good scope. As he does this, and for this moment, Dewey and Legs, you're both connected by these nanoparticles to the device. Katya, you got goo in that hole. <laughs> you're connected too. And days from now, you may look back on that log you wrote and find it eerily prophetic. Because in that moment, the Cavalier is in fact bombarded with cosmic rays. Ah, shit! And much like in our world, listeners, where rogue cosmic rays might cause a Toyota to suddenly accelerate, look it up, it's a thing, even this fancy future technology can be prone to malfunction. But only if the deflector dish is off. Oh, no. <laughs> we zoom into Dr. Dewey's pulse signature beryllium endoscope, where a single cosmic particle collides with a single positronic relay. Now, if you've been reading our monthly engineering manuals included in one of our least fun Patreon tiers, you know this spells trouble. <laughs> Deep inside the endoscope, a series of cascading systems failures rock throughout the device in a split second until the magnifying manifold becomes, oh no, inverted. Meanwhile, the crash has reached the power supply where it overheats and before any of you have a chance to react, the device explodes. Everything goes black. If you were down the hall, looking into Dewey's office, you know, perhaps you have a little crush. Or perhaps you're just a snoop. It might appear as if our three heroes were teleported. But heroes, as you rub your eyes and try to make sense of what just happened, you know you're still in the same room, but something is different. I need everyone to make a feelings roll. Oh, yes. Oh, my. I'm terrible Pass. at those. Leg succeeds. Dewey fails. Uh, so does Katya. Mm -hmm. It's that gut instinct, that certain je ne sais quoi. Uh, yeah, a lot of people say I'm kind of an intuitive pilot rather than a technical one. <laughs> they didn't like it at the academy, but the Cavalier is still standing or flying, depending on what perspective Shut you're up. looking at. <laughs> My gut tells me what exactly? As you rub your eyes, you look up and you look at that towering giant billboard of Mary Worth in Dr. <laughs> Dewey's office. <laughs> Great. And then you think back to moments before and you and you say, wait a minute, Dr. Dewey didn't have a giant towering billboard of Mary Worth in his office. No, he had a small desk calendar of Mary Worth in his office. But if that little calendar is now a towering billboard, then that means that you, Legs, you're... Wait a minute. No. no. Legs Loveless, you've been shrunk. I'm small? And you look. There's Katya. There's Dewey. Same size as you. They also shrunk. Is there a regular sized shoe in here? <laughs> no. Okay, great. <laughs> yes, even if you hadn't rolled, you would have eventually figured out something was up because you all have enough intelligence <laughs> yeah. to realize that you've each and every one of you have been shrunk. My office has been exploded to enormous size. I can only imagine what sort of hull breach this would do to the normal sized ship. No, I don't think that's it, Doctor. Hockham's razor. What's more probable? 
The office has been biggened or we gotten tannied. Okay, I know this is not first language, but I think you said three wrong things in that sentence just now. Well, here's number four that's absolutely correct. We've been shrunk. This is exactly what I knew would happen if I took time out to look at ear. I was fine with the shoe. I could have lived with closet full of shoes and ear. This is all Mitzi's fault. Mitzi's out there probably eating sandwich on top of an expensive computer right now and doesn't even know what she's made happen. We cut to Mitzi. She is enjoying a sandwich. We cut back. <laughs> it's a giant, like, deli, like, bodega hoagie. Yes. Just yeah. dropping mayonnaise onto the touchscreen, which is just being smeared around by her other hand working on it. It's her favorite egg salad on stale bread. You'll have more time to argue about this later, but it'll have to wait because remember the explosion of that handheld device? Well, now it's not so handheld anymore. There's burning wreckage all around you, smoldering, charred. There's sparks flying. In fact, right above you, oh, there's there's a there's a big chunk of burning metal that's groaning and cracking, and it's about to fall on you. What do you do? Everyone, run away individually. Koch is going to tuck and roll away from the wreckage falling. Doctor Dewey also runs away toward the edge of the desk. Oh, yeah, I yeah run the opposite direction. Like, I'm imagining we're all running in the exact opposite directions. From yes. Okay, everyone make a lasers roll. Leg succeeds. Success! Success. You all run away in opposite directions and just barely manage to escape this falling debris. Dr. Dewey runs like someone um, put biting cockroaches in his pants. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> A lot of shimmying. Hey, the novelty of this situation is already growing thin for me. I'm just realizing that normal everyday objects and situations are now tragically perilous for us. No need to be short-tempered about it. (laughs) I haven't gotten where you're at. It's pretty novel for me. Having fun. Look how big my pen is. I could ride it like a broom. I know, I know, and someone could hold us like pets or babies. It's very exciting, but also peril. Koch is going to uh, activate her communicator and um, try to reach someone else in engineering. We cut over to engineering. Mitzi gets the ping. You're be- she's being hailed. And just as she gets the ping and takes a big old bite of that sandwich, she realizes with a shock that, oh, no, she was also supposed to do maintenance on the comm system today. She rushes over to the station and turns off the comms. <laughs> Time to run that diagnostic. Probably nothing. They'll co- whoever, whoever contacted her will probably come down if they really need something. Hello. Hello. Well, I, this is worst possible case scenario. No, I'm sure it'll be fine. After all, we can just tell the computer what's happening. Computer! There's no answer. Com- computer! Oh, no. I'm so sorry. The computer has unfortunately been set to what I'm told is an unmodulated screaming level that is my normal pitch of voice. It probably can't hear you. I think we're on our own. Plus, the computer probably couldn't hear you over all that skittering. No, it's what I said. Wait, what? Skittering, yes. Remember all those nanites? You look around you, those nanites aren't so knights anymore. (laughs) They're like dog-sized, and they're all around you, and something's wrong because they seem to have identified you as a threat. Hundreds. Hundreds of nanites. Listen up, you nanites. I am your master. You exist only to live in my beryllium endoscope. Now go back in there. So commands. 
Dewey. Dewey, make a make a lasers roll. Yeah. Okay. Uh, success. You give it your best effort, but <laughs> speaking to nanites doesn't usually have much of an effect. They're still coming at you. Um. You see their little nanite pincers. We all know what nanites look like. I don't have to get into detail. Joe, I'm I'm assuming that Katya would know something about nanites more than let's say Carly Minardo would know, and would would have a sense on how to um how to disable a large group of them. Well, you know that they operate as a hive mind. So okay. if you could like if you could like get one, uh huh. You know if you could like wrangle one, you know that you could probably like get into their into their networked system. And, uh, you know, control, you know, you could you could gain access to the whole hive if you gained access to one drone. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. So Katja is going to try and um, wrestle one and like flip it over to get to its like panel. Make a feelings roll. <laughs> Big old fail. Couldn't it be a laser roll? Couldn't it be a laser? <laughs> so Katya, you go to wrestle this uh, this nanite, and as you do, it climbs up your body with you know it's 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 got like it's got like ten legs, and okay. they're all different sizes because they're all um, tools for different tasks within you know the, you know its nanite service. So it's not like a little spider. It's like there's long legs, there's little legs, um, and it's it's just climbing all around you. It, it seems like it's trying to get an understanding for what you are. It hasn't attacked yet, but you're but it's creepy and it's weird, and you don't like it. No. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm just like struggling, I'm grappling with it right now. As you do, one of its biggest arms, which you might call its drill arm, raises up and begins to uh, spin quickly. Like it's about to drill something. Maybe a head? I don't know. And just as the drill is about to go into Katya's head, the nanite is pierced with the end of a paper clip that's been unfolded into a sort of makeshift saber. Make a laser's roll. <laughs> I succeed. <laughs> Leg succeeds. Yeah, this reminds me of uh, spear and horseshoe crabs growing up back on the farm. Used to harvest their blood for science reasons. <laughs> Legs, you successfully spear this nanite and get it off of Katya's back. But you realize as you do that this, is, this isn't going to be a solve for the whole problem because there are still hundreds of nanites swarming each of you. Is that nanite offline now or is it still? Yeah, he's kind of like sparky and like jittery and uh, things are wrong. He's okay. malfunctioning. Katja is gonna. Katja's looking around. Uh, is is any of that goo near her? Yeah, you're stepping in it. You're like in puddles of it. Quick question for the crew: How many of us have rubber soles on our boots? Doctor Dewey wears Crocs. <laughs> That's rubber. Uh, okay. And Legs is definitely wearing a Chelsea boot with a big heel, and uh, <laughs> definitely lots of rubber insulation there. Katja reaches into her tool belt and pulls out a pin-sized non-linear particle generator and thrusts it into the uh, conductive gel that is all around their rubberized soles of their feet on the desk, uh, setting off sparks and trying to ignite it under the nanites. With a spark, the, the, the goo ignites and all of the nanites, you see them all seize up as they're electrocuted by Katya's quick thinking. Suddenly, for a moment, you feel like you can exhale. All of the nanites sizzle and spark, and, well, those babies are fried. <sighs> okay. Phew! <sighs> we should get out of here and find help. Someone will recognize us even when we are tiny. But it's safe in here now. We've destroyed all of the problems. Yes, but I have duty to ship. We got clearly thrown offline somehow. Some sort of disturbance. 
led to the explosion of your device, and that is why we are shrunk? Oh, I thought it was just, it just went bad. It expired six months ago, and I've just been like, that eh, still works okay, not a big deal. This isn't your Astro-Soviet collective, okay? We don't need to run to other people for help or central planning every time there's a problem. You don't need to remind me I'm not an Astro-Soviet collective. Your mere presence is reminder enough. Yay! You're not even a proper Vanguard officer. Let's not forget you're a guest on this ship. And here, in the Concilium and the Vanguard, it's the individual's way. So you treat guests terribly. No, I'm just, remi- I'm just saying, when in Rome... We gotta figure this out on our own, like the Romans do. Us. Okay, Lex, you go off on your own and you figure out your own way, and me and Dr. Dewey will try to figure out how to solve this. No, we should all go off on our own, together as a group. I need everyone to make a feelings roll. Flex fails. Dewey fails. Uh, so does Katja. Everyone fails. Yeah. What if we take some of this paper on my desk... And we roll it up into a big megaphone, and then we yell at the computer. Or what if we take... Yes, um, Katja uh, quickly scribbles down a schematic for a, a very um, a very detailed um, and structurally sound paper airplane. Keep in mind that you're each, like, slightly less than a quarter inch tall. So a standard sheet, like an eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper is like a football field-sized tarp that you're trying to, like, roll into a megaphone. But the three of us together, we could rip, we could, couldn't we rip a piece? You could could rip? You could try and rip? Yeah. Working together? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even say it with a straight face. (laughs) Yeah, I could work together, but what's in it for me? Legs, I don't care if you live here forever. But I do not wish to. Wow, did you hear that, Dr. Dewey? Doesn't care if we live here forever. Not we. Um, And she's going to start. um, Can we assume that she has a pen knife on her or some kind of sharp? Oh, yeah. Pen knife. Totally. Okay, great. She's going to start cutting a a rectangle of paper off of one of the larger sheets to begin the, the folding process. Great. Musical montage. We see everyone attempting to cut the paper. Uh, you're all like, you got your sleeves rolled up. It's backbreaking work. Ugh. You're, you know, you're pulling the knife across. It's very tough going. The, the paper, which you know to Ugh. you is thin, but at this at this scale, it's thick. It's heavy. It's like a it's like a wool blanket you're trying to cut through. So you're all working your damnedest. For fun, uh, Dewey uh, puts a, a a slap of paint on uh, Legs' nose. I've heard of cutting the cheese, but cutting the paper? And he cuts the paper and farts. It's like cutting a wool blanket. I've heard of cutting a rug, but a blanket? Little more. Do we pull it taut by you? Ah, I pull it taut with my big bulging muscles. (laughs) And I'm deciding to help as an individual. You know, this is tough, but it's why I joined the Vanguard. You know, one day you're looking at an ear, the next day you're tiny and you're building a spaceship out of paper that is so strong. I'm tired. Dewey, as as you say that, he, it's been a long day. You've been working at this for like a couple hours now. You sit back, you take a breath, you look up, and you see down the hallway. And I want you to make two feelings rolls. Uh, they are both failures. 
You look up, but don't look down the hallway. (laughs) (laughs) I need to find a little dewdrop or something around here. I'm thirsty. Katja is still, uh, Katja is intensely focused on her work. She's following her schematic to the letter, doing a complex uh, series of folds. At one point, Katya, you need to get a better you wanna you wanna look at part of the schematic differently. So you hold it up to the light. And as you do, you're holding it up right so the hallway is behind the schematic. And I want you to make two feelings rolls. Okay. <laughs> fail. Please fail. Please fail. I love this failing. No, I'm sorry. I got laser's feelings and a success. All right. Damn. Okay. She looked down that hallway. Uh, do you want to ask me a question? Yeah, um, is there a reason we shouldn't be looking to get out of this room? No, there is no reason you shouldn't be looking to get out of this room. In fact, there's a big reason you should be looking to get out of this room because as you pull as you pull the schematic down, you look down the hallway of the Cavalier Med Lab and viewers, if we could see this, you would see Katya's face as we do the Jaws shot where the camera moves in as it zooms out and Katya sees down the hallway, maybe 100 feet, 125 feet, a short walk. Eyes like eagle. The Cavalier Med Bay standard issue enlarging ray. (gasps) That is ticket out of here. We need to get over to the ray. Do you see? And she takes uh, Dewey's face and she like squishes his cheeks and uh, jerks his head in the direction of the ray. Oh, the enlarging beam. I thought that room was fully booked today by the other surgeons. That's why I didn't mention it. There's an enlarging ray and you didn't mention it because you thought the room was booked? It's code of conduct, Legs. Not that you'd know anything about that. You're goddamn right I don't. It looks free now. Help me fold. Look, all you have to do is bring this corner over here, bring yeah. that corner back that way. Right. Then yeah, we've got into go. quarters and then thirds. Do you see? Like this? Yes. Like and this? what about this? It, I, I can help fold this piece. Is this now right? Now you're just doing the worm. <laughs> I need you to fold the paper. <laughs> I'm goofing around. And then uh, Legs takes a little scrap of paper and kind of hits Dr. Dewey on the butt with it. Oh, watch it, you. And uh, Dr. Dewey jumps up and down, pounding out a, uh, a nice crisp crease. On the paper. Unfortunately, paper airplane construction will have to come to a halt because you look down and notice something is different about the goo. The goo all around you, why it's vibrating. Vibrating in a regular pattern. Hey, uh, Doc, is this uh, normal? I don't really know the specifics of the manufacturing of the radio gels it works uh, with my endoscope. There won't be time to discuss it because suddenly, with an ear-rending whoosh, the door to Dr. Dewey's office opens and a man, a towering man, walks in. Why, it's Backyard Pile? Uh, hey, Doc, are you here? I got that bean out of my nose. Entering the room, appearing titanic to our our main, our A-story heroes, Backyard Pile, uh, one of the most prolific uh, and violent security officers aboard the Cavalier. Uh, He's holding, in one hand, a sort of wet bean, uh, and (laughs) the other hand is almost always at the holster of his vaser. I wanted to show it to Doc. Backyard! I'm down here! I'm down here! I'm a tiny man! Well, Look at the it looks wreckage like, on the desk! Oh, it's a mess in here. 
I'll, uh, I'll just clean some of this up, help the doctor out until he comes back, and then I'll show him this bean that came out of my nose. Everyone, everyone, hide! No! He's going to sweep us off desk! And then Backyard begins to sweep up the desk. Oh my gosh, Koch, okay, Koch is going to try to scale him. Wow. Like, as the hand is coming towards you. Yeah, she's going to try to jump on jump it, like, on you know, board. like you jump on, like, a moving train or however like, people like, do like it in the movies. Like, you jump on, a, like, an 18-wheeler coming straight for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Katya, make a laser's roll. And it, anyone else doing anything? Anyone going to try and help Katya with this? Anyone got their own plan? Legs is going to respond to what happens to Katya. Okay. Like, success or fail. Dr. Okay. Dewey is just going to flee. He's going to run away from the hand. He's going to maybe run towards a clean part of the desk that won't need sweeping. We got a laser feelings, baby. <gasps> wow. Wow, 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 Do you want to ask me a question? Is there a tip you feel comfortable giving me on how, assuming we get there, the enlargement ray is activated? Yes, Katya. Okay. As you go to make this daring and frankly... Uh, cool as hell. Foolhardy leap <laughs> towards Backyard Pile's finger. For some reason, your mind wanders for a moment back to that enlarging ray, which you're familiar with. You're familiar with all the ship systems. And you always had a question mm. about the enlarging ray because there was a feature that isn't common on Astro-Soviet Collective Enlarging Rays. There's a second auxiliary control panel, but to access it, you'd have to be, well, quite small. Beautiful. Thank you. Legs sees Katya balletically leap up onto Backyard Pile's hand like some sort of Bolshoi Baloi Barishnikov, and he says, yeah, I'm going to jump on the hand too. A conclusion I've come to as an individual. And he also tries to leap on the hand behind Katya. Oh, and succeeds on his laser's roll. Wow. Wow. Oh, but not quite as good. Oh, he he, uh, he lands. Uh, he doesn't make it all the way. He lands. He's got like a grip on the edge of the finger right below Katya. Yeah. So basically what you're you both make this daring leap and you both are like gripping onto fingerprints. Don't help backyard's me. pinky. I can do it myself. <laughs> what? I was not going to. No, you keep your five-year plan of helping me up. I'm already up here now. <laughs> Easy as one, two, three. What can I, can I, I'm like craning around. What can I see? Like what's going on with the hand right now? Well, it's a little dry. You could, he could definitely stand to moisturize. <laughs> that probably works so in So you see a lot of like though. cracked, you see a lot of cracked skin, you know? Uh-huh. But yeah, it's a giant hand. You're just climbing around a giant hand. Backyard is sweeping things off the table, gathering up the sort of uh, ashy, uh, smoldering wreckage, and it's kind of got the goo on it. Uh, and he's just going to take that and dump it right into the disintegrating wastebasket that all offices <laughs> on the Cavalier are equipped with. Why have garbage on a ship with teleporters and hollow zones? There's no reason to. Uh, and the, of course, the wastebasket will immediately vaporize whatever he puts in there. It's very efficient. And he's just scooping up the wreckage and going to put it right in, cupping it with his hands like a child might take water from uh, an old pump well so taylor you would say anything in those hands is sort of held within that uh in that 
uh, basin he's making. Yeah, I, I would say to a normal person, this is not strange, but hypothetically, if someone were, were, were to be tiny, it would be sort of a soupy lake of uh, chaotic wreckage. Let's zoom in on that for a moment. <laughs> God, yeah, I think he's going to put us in the disintegrating wastebasket. I blame you. And she's going to start. She's a strong swimmer. She's got that swimmer's back. She's going to be swimming towards the cuffs of his sleeves to, uh, for safety. Cuffword, cuffword, go. <laughs> Let's have you both make lasers rolls. Oof. Legs fails. It's a success. And so we see him falling, falling, becoming a mere moat in the center of our mind's eye as Legs falls into the vaporizing wastebasket. We see other refuse already falling into this wastebasket, and in an instant, its atoms are torn apart with, a, with little flashes and little sizzles. But to Legs, he just hears this cacophony of, of destruction beneath him growing ever closer. It seems this is it for Legs Loveless. I sacrifice myself for you, Katya, specifically! Katja does not hear him. Not today, space cowboy. I'm taking an eye on the CSS toy. And uh, Legs is caught, but with a flap into a very sturdy paper airplane piloted by Dr. Thomas Dewey zipping over the trash can. Oh, oh. Doc, you piloting a flying ship? What's next? Me going in someone's throat? <laughs> that happens all the time. <laughs> I'm not actually steering it. After this, I have no control. Well, if you're not steering and I'm not steering... <laughs> uh, we see Boys. from a, a normal <laughs> human-sized perspective, a tiny little paper airplane just fall onto the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> so, Katya, you're all alone up on that palm. Legs, are you the? No, you idiot! You individualize yourself to death. Uh, Katya um, then hears the the whoosh of the paper airplane gliding by, and she salutes it. Godspeed, paper Christian! Can she see who's on it? She's a yeah. I I think right, definitely. Yeah, I mean they're far away from you now because the 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 palm to the floor is like hundreds of feet for you, but you can you know what you're looking. You see them. You know what's going on. So she's on the wrist. She's going to take a screwdriver off of her tool belt and like jab his wrist to try to get her to try to get his backyard to notice her. Cool. Um, you're I mean, your experience with tools. Let's make two lasers rolls. OK. Ooh, I forgot these go up to six. <laughs> I was like six. Ooh, exciting. Um, so uh, that's bad. Uh, yeah. Except, except I also got five, <laughs> which is her laser feelings. So, uh, Katya, you just like you've done it a million times before, jam that screwdriver right in that wrist. Oh, <laughs> you get right in there, which to backyard probably feels like no more than a pinprick. But he's definitely going to notice because you get in there. You are in there, and what what looks like to you, Katya, if we zoom into your level, you're seeing like gushing blood. This is like <laughs> a, the worst horror movie. Just like blood is pouring out and 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 splattering all around you. But meanwhile, up at backyard scale, not even it's barely a hint of blood. It's just like it's just a little it's a little red dot. What the heck? But he feels it. Doctor Dewey's office has mosquitoes. <laughs> he must have some 
still stagnant water out somewhere, perhaps from a dirty bowl of soup that he has left in here. He's a dirty man. I'll leave a note to tell him to stop it. And Backyard Pile brushes the mosquito off his wrist. No! Katya, you fall. <gasps> you fall and fall and fall. It's the greatest you've ever fallen in your life. You're, this is, to you at your scale, this is hundreds of feet, thousands of feet even. Fall to what you assume might be it. Can you make a lasers roll for me? I just want you to know that when Kachi meets her end, uh, she will do so with dignity and grace. Oh my fucking god, no joke! Wow! Wow, 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 wow! wow, wow Laser wow, feelings! Wow, 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 wow. Tough, because if you had lost this, uh, yeah, we would have uh, would have been the end. Do you want to ask me a question? <laughs> yeah, why is there a shoe in her ear? Still a mystery to be solved. The shoe wasn't put in your ear. That means there's another tiny person running around the ship? Or just tiny shoes. You're falling, and you're falling. And then you're not falling. Why, something's broken your fall. You look around and see that your fall's been broken by the towering fibers (laughs) of the Cavalier's wall-to-wall beige carpeting. (laughs) Once again, wall-to-wall carpeting proves its value. Oof! As you collect yourself, Dr. Dewey and legs wade over to you through the endless plains of carpet. <laughs> you remember me when the west wind moved on the fields of barley. You hear a sound like chop, chop, <laughs> chop. And like the brush of advanced polycarbonate fibers rubbing up against each other. And then the carpet fibers in front of you part and enter Legs Loveless. Legs Loveless <laughs> and Dr. Thomas Dewey. They've both fashioned pit helmets out of uh, fag- fragments of the plane that they have cut off. And uh, you can see that Legs still has the paperclip that he used to uh, spike the nanite and it's been shaved down to sort of a machete shape where he and he's been hacking at the carpet fibers to sort of make a path to you and I still have my saber which I always have on me and shrunk down to size (sighs) (sighs) you've survived comrade Bushnikova I presume yes it's me Katya why are you presuming you see me with your eyes do I look different did the fall change me Wow, you survived the fall all on your own without any help. Interesting. Unlike us, who was able to use our Soviet friend's brilliant plane design. Okay, Doc. All right, all right, okay. Now, what do we do? This idiot is cleaning up in the most reckless way, even though I must say I'm very proud of garbage cans that I have invented. It looks like he's busy writing a note. If we stick to the exterior wall of the room, a place people rarely travel, we should be able to avoid his footsteps as he surely exits. I figure it's about three or four days' journey to the room that holds the enlargement ray. There must be shortcut. There's always shortcut. There's plenty of things coming and going through the hallways of the medical facility, but I am wary of catching a ride after you two failed at catching that one. Actually, that is excellent point, Dr. Dewey. Is there anything you can think of that we would need to be wary of in this situation low to ground? Perhaps you have vacuum robot. Yes, we have a Roomba. 
It's Roomba 3. <laughs> <laughs> they figured it out. <laughs> is this, some, this is something I am imagining would be disastrous if approached the wrong way. Absolutely. Anything else we should be worried about, Doc? Feet. Still big feet could step on us. But wait, what if there is a way to take advantage of the Roomba? We're too small to be detected. It wouldn't be activated. But if we were to climb onto one of these discarded beans, we could catch a ride inside the safety of the Roomba. And you notice for the first time that that bean from Legs's nose didn't make it into the wastebasket either. It's on the floor. And now that you're getting a good look at it, it doesn't look like any bean you've ever seen before. The exterior of the bean doesn't look like the soft, pliant skin of a bean. No, it looks, at this angle, hard, brittle, tough. And then you notice it shake, and it shake again. And then it unfurls. You realize that tough skin isn't a tough skin. It's an exoskeleton. That's no bean. Legs' face goes pale, and suddenly sort of the joy and cocksureness sort of leaves his face briefly as he says, A few weeks ago, I had a, I had an infestation of Carcosan spit weevils I caught down in the Pleasure Dome. I thought we took care of that, Doc. Guess I missed fun. Probably because I thought it was just a bean. Spit weevils, for those of us of normal size, are rarely more than an invasive nuisance, but... At your scale, as it unfurls, it towers over you. Its mandibles dripping with with paralytic fluid. Its claws gnashing and clacking together hungrily. It sees a meal, and that meal be you. Katya draws her vaser. Uh, Dewey holds his saber in a defensive position. Legs twirls his paperclip machete expertly. Legs, you're first. It snaps at you. Make a laser's roll. See if you can dodge. Not again, you spit-infesting son of a bitch. <laughs> fail. No! Legs fail. Legs, one of those mandibles pierces you right in the shoulder. <laughs> that par- you, you, you can see, because his chest is open, we see the paralytic fluid race through his veins, turning them a dark green. Uh, legs falls over, helpless. And the, and the weevil rears up, ready to strike again. Uh, Katja's going to shoot. Great, make a laser's roll. Ah! I got another laser feelings. Wow. You hit it expertly. You shoot off one of its legs, but it has about 30. <laughs> but now it's got a new target. Katya Bushnikova, ship's engineer. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Is it better to engage directly with this weevil or should we be running for it? Where are you going to run for? Okay. Lose a yes or no question, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, she's going to do like she's going to do a sideways roll and like tuck herself amidst the fibers of the of the rug. Great, make another lasers roll. Ah, uh, it's a five. I'm not shitting you. I keep rolling five. This is crazy. I'm not. I'm okay. not making it up. I this is okay. crazy. I'm gonna eat shit at a crucial moment. I'm sure of it. You roll out of the way, Katya rolling farther than you've ever rolled before. 
You feel alive down here. Something is different when you're little. It seems like things are more important. Everything a, a greater risk. Was this the adventure you were always searching for when you traveled to the Concilium? Who's to say? But in the meantime, you're dodging this weevil like it's your, like you were born to it. Doctor Dewey takes a slice at the monster. Lasers. Uh, success. Yes, you hit him. Ah! This creature's so powerful. If only there was a way to tame it instead of slicing off its legs. Fun by fun. Legs, how are you doing? I'm paralyzed on the ground. I can't move my body, but legs can sort of speak. Uh, don't let me die no matter what, <laughs> even if you have to kill yourself to save me. <laughs> of course, it is my duty as a physician. All right, Dewey, do you wanna, what do you want to do? Do you want to try and find a way to tame this creature? Yes. Um, Dr. Dewey, having heard his own words as though spoken by someone else, he says, wait a minute. And he thinks about how medically he actually knows quite a bit about these creatures um, because he has to clear infections all the time. How can he uh, convert one in a medical fashion? Do we make a prepared lasers roll? You're relying on your medical expertise uh, to see if you can come up with a way to to tame this creature. Uh, one success uh, and one laser feelings. Dewey, you remember that Carcosan spit weevils actually have a very complex uh, social order. Mm. They're highly social insects. Okay. And you actually remember a presentation you heard at a at a medical symposium about the the Carcosan spit weevil dance of friendship. Of course, I remember it was like watching a flea circus, but educational. And uh, now, how did it go? First things first, throw the saber down. I must present myself as a friend. Powerless. After he throws down his saber to show this horrific giant bug that he is no longer a threat at all to it. He picks up its two discarded legs and puts them up in front of him like little puppet hands. And it goes, and a fun, and a two, and a hello to you, and a goodbye to me. We were enemies, and now we're friends. <laughs> Does a little dance. <laughs> Katya and Legs, you're watching these strange inhuman movements that Dr. Dewey is making moving his forelimbs as if he had 30. He's he's going in strange poses and interesting uh, positions. And the whole time he's doing it, Carcosan Spitweevil is enraptured, is watching every move. You're doing you see it. it sort of, it, you see it's sort of backed off a little. It's sort of enjoying the show. Let's go find a single kernel of popcorn. It will feed us and our families for days. Katja is going to uh, belly crawl over two legs through the carpet fibers while this is happening. Oh, hey, what's up? Shh. And she's going to um, – is it fair to say that – would she have any kind of like like Band-Aid or something on her that she could like, – something? I'm, I'm trying to think of something she could use to bandage the wound on legs. You probably have like electrical tape. Okay. She's going to use electrical tape. Only help me if it's not out of a sense of – Class solidarity. We are not in the same class. And she is uh, putting tape all over his chest hair. And this is going to hurt when he has to take it off. 
great. Uh, you're doing a, you're doing as best you, you know, this is the best field medicine you can pull off. And Dewey, as you're finishing your dance, the spit weevil moves down and you're suddenly face to face with the creature. Now that you and I have established that we're family, I am the daddy and you are my son. Obey me. The tension is so thick you could cut it with a knife. In a moment, this monster will either eat Dewey's face off or be bonded for life. And the spit weevil bows. <gasps> like a son to his father. Like a son to his father. Like I used to to my father. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dewey, you're top-dogging the spit weevil. Dr. Dewey uh, gives the weevil a little pat on its face, and then he walks around back and... Uh, and starts to climb the uh, the five or ten so steps up the carapace of this monster. Is it safe to come on board, Dr. Dewey? Yes, of course. This is my son, for all intents and purposes. <laughs> okay, now, legs, I'm probably going to need assistance from doctor for lifting your body up onto the bug. Would, that, would, would you reject such help? It is done together. As long as everyone agrees to help me out of a sense of uh, individual she's you know, incentives. She's already uh, pushing him Just up. sort of volunteer. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No, I do, appreciate do, it. Do thanks. Dewey gr- hooks under his shoulders and pulls him the rest of the way up. Uh, thanks, Doc. Thanks, Katya. It looks like a significant percentage of my arms have been paralyzed, but I can still breathe and... I feel that I could make love if I wanted to, though I don't. That wouldn't feel appropriate at the time right now. Oh, good. Katja is also, she's behind uh, Legs on the bug. Felton, are we ready to go to that enlarging ray? Or Legs, should we take you to the uh, the Viagra doctor first? <laughs> because of what you're saying about uh, your sex drive. I actually just came from there before I came to see you. But the important thing now is for us to get big again. <laughs> <laughs> An entendre. I love it. My boy, let's go. And uh, and Dewey gives a little spank with uh, the flat of his saber uh, into the weevil. <laughs> the weevil starts to move, but as it does, Dr. Dewey, you hear a beep you recognize in the distance and you realize its movement has triggered the Roomba. The Roomba comes on and it's headed right for you. You're, you find yourselves running from one danger into the next, out of the frying pan into the fire with this day, this Tuesday. Oh, brother. Uh, will it never end? Not right now, because that Roomba's fast. At your scale, why, it's coming right for you. It's going to swallow you up. Where do you go? There's nothing but beige carpet anywhere you look. But then, suddenly, you hear another sound. You hear a whirring, almost like a helicopter, almost like three helicopters. And then, cruising right down alongside you, is three little ladybugs. And riding those ladybugs are three little people. <laughs> Yes, yes. Is one of them missing a shoe? One, a woman <laughs> with a missing shoe. Another, a man Hello. dashing with long shoulder-length hair and a wicked smile. And three, a big guy. Ooh, hello. <laughs> Nothing for me The here. dashing man turns to you and says, Oi, what you lot doing down here? We've been shrunk. Well, hurry up. Come with us if you want to live. 
Yes, I'd love to. I do want to live. We're sworn to help you. We're Vanguard officers after all. Allow me to introduce the wee governors. And we are reporting for duty. And he salutes you. Joe, wait, hold on. Joe, are they wearing Vanguard uniforms? They're not wearing Vanguard uniforms, but they do have little communicator badges. What? Yeah, yeah. Wait, do we know about the Wii Governors? You've never heard, you don't know anything about these guys. Quick, that Roomba's coming right for you. What do you do, you follow them? Yes, we go down the duct. Yeah, die in a third generation robot from the early 2030s or follow these three <laughs> tiny sexy motherfuckers on Ladybugs? Uh, I vote bugs. We watch as our heroes follow the Wii Governors into that duct. But where it will take them, why, that's a story for another day. Because this adventure is to be continued. <gasps> da, da, da. What adventure lies next amongst these, those stars of space? Oh, these, those stars of space, stars Allie Fisher, Branson Reese. Carly Minardo, Christopher Hastings, Taylor Moore, Tim Platt, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Produced by Joe Lepore and Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse, our theme and additional music is composed by Huge Today. See you next time, Cosmic Voyagers, for another story from Oh These, Those Stars of Space. Oh, these, those stars of space.